So Ryan Tove, we continue in the Sefer Das Hasviros. We're on the 20th essay, second part of this essay, which is unifying Kutshabrihu and Hishchina. Again, Kutshabrihu is the six higher spheros, uh, or the six lower spheros, rather, and the Malchus that's below, and to have the perfect uh, match between the giver and the receiver, and we said it happens with this, that's with the Shechinte and Kutchebrich and the Shechinte, and also with the Abba, the Ima, with Chachma and Bina, this idea. So there's another, a few mystical, more mystical ideas here. There's a concept of raising up the Mem Nun. What's the Mem Nun? So this connection of Kutchebrich, which is the six lower spheres, and the Shechina, happens mostly after the, when we don't have a base on Mikdash. And primarily when we daven. Davening is a great time to line up the six spheros with the seventh sphero. And Arizal writes that that connection is called raising the Memnun. And Memnun stands for Miyayin Nukvin. Yes, from the wine of the female. Okay, that's that's what the memnun seems to be. I hope I don't have it wrong. Which means to say that when a person is standing in prayer before Hashem and praises Hashem and admits to Hashem that everything comes from Him, He brings a tremendous satisfaction before Hashem and therefore, as it were, it arouses Hashem to bring down a great flow of energy. And, then, and also, all the mitzvahs that we do also arouse the attribute of Malchus for the Shechina to raise up uh, satisfaction before Hashem, and therefore he wants to bring a flow to the Malchus through the pairing up of these two together as well. So I don't know what the mis- it must be a deep idea between Kos's idea that Miyayin Nukvin. Okay, but that is the Shechina below. Now the Rizal writes something very interesting. In the Tefillah of Shmon Esrei, there are three uh, aspects, three situations. He uses the analogy of intimacy. Intimacy starts with hugging, then kissing, and then being connected totally. So when we're dabbling Tashem, at least in an allegoric way, so the hugging is the first three brachas. The first bracha, you hug from the right side. Second bracha, you hug from the left side. Third bracha, you hug face to face. That's that feeling you should feel with Hashem. The 12 middle brachas is the analogy of the idea of kissing. And the three last brachas of we hope that Hashem desires us and uh, and, and, and acknowledges that we, you know, we're worthy for the blessings, that is like the physical intimacy where the actual flow comes down, where the actual intimacy, the seed comes down into the female, etc., etc. So that's uh, this idea of the fact when I'm praying, I'm trying to raise the shechina that we can bring up to be the receptacle of all the brachas that Hashem wants to send to us. And the main way we bring this mem nun up in the terms of the receiver 
is when we show our desire and yearning to connect to Hashem through the mitzvahs and Torah that we do. And he brings an interesting Rashi in Gemara Sanhedrin when he's quoting a Pasuk and when he uses the idea of tzmea, thirst, Rashi says that when he analyzes the Pasuk, it's referring to the Jewish people that are always thirsting and yearning to see their creator and to fulfill his mitzvahs. So the idea is that we have to thirst for Hashem. Just like you're thirsty, when you're really thirsty on a hot day, you really want. So the same thing, and that's what the Masil Shasharim says at the end of the seventh chapter. He says, it is certainly known that the most desirable part of the service of Hashem is Hashem wants our hearts and the yearnings of our soul. And that's the main thing that brings up that Shechina to connect to the Kutshebricha, this Ratzon to connect Hashem. So that's a very important idea that we have to think about very often. This desire to connect to Hashem. So now he discuss a very interesting part. Where does this desire to do mitzvahs come from? So he brings from Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chavar the following. We know that we've said Malchus, which is the last of the spheros, has nothing of its own. And we've also said that it's also the aspect of the nefesh, the lowest level of soul uh, from the five parts of the soul. And therefore, in terms of the attribute of Malchus, it doesn't really want to receive anything except physical things because the lowest level of the soul, we're going to talk about the soul probably next week, the five levels of soul again, or the worlds, whatever. So in terms of the Mita of Malchus, the person does not want to receive from the next level of soul, which is the Ruach, which is the spirit, which is the spirituality. But Hashem wants you to get some of that. So Hashem, as it were, pours in to the Ruach, and therefore you have a higher comprehension and desire to want to connect to Hashem. And therefore, we can raise this mem nun to Hashem through our mitzvahs, which is a desire to connect to Hashem. And that influences uh, Hashem to give us more um, comprehension. And it's a virtuous cycle. And therefore, that first connection to want to connect to Hashem really comes from Hashem as well. In other words, your body does not want to be interested in, in connecting to Hashem. Your body just wants to have a good time but you have a higher level of soul. And Hashem filters into that higher level of soul a desire to want to connect with Hashem. And now when you, yourself, feel that little desire and you act on that desire, then Hashem will send more and it goes back and forth in a virtuous circle. And therefore he writes, uh, this uh, the Yitzhak Isaac Hover, that there is an expression to... Uh, a very practical expression in the avodah of a person. Because, again, in terms of your animalistic <coughs> desires, you don't want to do mitzvahs. But Hashem is, is, is bringing a flow of supernal light, a great amount from the Ruach, and that causes the person to want to do a mitzvah. And that's the concept of the Talmud says, he who comes to purify, they assist him. That just the desire to purify brings an assist from Hashem that arouses us to do the mitzvahs. 
And he also explains, the rabbis say, the Pasuk says, Hashem says, who could precede me that I'm paying him back? Which you think, you're doing a mitzvah, Hashem says, and I owe you to pay you back. Who can say that you precede me and I'm paying you back? Really, it's the opposite. All the mitzvahs that you do for me, I've already prepared it from above, in advance. What does that mean? So there's a measure says a fascinating thing. So he says like this. He says, a person is praising me. Yeah, but didn't you first didn't I first give you a soul so that you could praise me? I already gave you a soul. So I already paid you. What are you gonna do now? You're gonna you're gonna praise me with the soul? But you got a soul, I gave you something first. Okay. You're gonna praise me after I give you a child. I gave you a child first. You are making you're gonna do the mitzvah, you're gonna put a railing around the roof. Who gave you the roof? Who gave you the house with the roof? You're gonna put a mezuzah. Who gave you the house? You're gonna make me a sukkah. Who gave you the place for the sukkah? You're gonna make for me a lulav, but I gave you the money for the lulav. You're gonna make tzitzis, right? But I gave you the garment. You're separating peya from your crops. I gave you the field. You're separating truma from your crops. I gave you the, the, the food in the threshing place. You're separating kala, I gave you the dough. You separate a Corbin from me, but I gave you the animal. So what, what do you see from all this? Hashem said, I'm always giving to you first. And therefore the same idea is over here. That if you get an arousal to do a mitzvah, you should know that came from me, give you the arousal to want to do the mitzvah. I'm bringing from the Ruach this idea that you want to catch on to it and then you get aroused to do it. And now that kick starts the entire process. And says as well, this tzaddik, Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Hover, he says it's good to have real kavana and pure thoughts and good mitos. Have to, they are all prepared within the ruach of the person that illuminates into the person. He says, just like there's 613 physical active mitzvahs to do, there's 613 aspects of a person's ruach, 613 aspects of their nefesh that uh, complement each other. And the arousal to do any mitzvah and a good thought comes from that holiness that Hashem arouses from the ruach to arouse the animalistic person to do this. And once you do a mitzvah, you receive the superta light and that's the depth of the idea of schar mitzvah mitzvah. The reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. Meaning to say the reward of a mitzvah is that the person has comprehension that he now wants to do more mitzvahs. The reward of a mitzvah is Hashem now brings down you that you want to do more of a mitzvah. Okay. Now, next point. What's the difference between this connection between the six lower spheres and the seven with his Kuchabrichu and the Shechina, and Aban Ima, which is Chachman Bina. These are two types of connections that we're trying to achieve every time we're doing a mitzvah. And we have to say, what are the differences between them? Now, first of all, you see from these two types of connections, there's something called a connection of the body, there's something called a connection of the heart, 
and there's something called the connection of the mind where two people are agreeing and bonding in the way that's the deepest way possible which you can have a very interesting idea so too with a man and a woman that you could have all three aspects of that a man and a woman can be physically connected with intimacy you could have a, a connection of the hearts that they both love each other and a connection of the minds that they're unified as one at their root which is their neshama so just like you could have that within a, two people this is also the idea when we serve Hashem so now if we think about the connection of Kutshabricha and the Shechina which is the sixth lower spheres and the seventh and that connects at Yesod which is the sixth that is the lowest connection but the connection of Chachman Bina which is Abba and Ima which um, is a much loftier connection and the main uh, flow of the Abba and Ima is an inner flow into the brain so we need a great connection between the Abba and Ima on a much higher level and that is on an intellectual and how, how do we combine the Chachma and Bina together what's the tool that connects Chachma and Bina that's the mouth when you're talking it through so you're talking through the aspects of the Chachma and the Bina and the mystical expression for that is a kiss that's where you're creating complete unity between the two that are getting together with if two people are kissing their inner aspect the breath that's coming from them is coming from a very high place and that really is a tremendous connection and that's where it says for example when Hashem gave us the Torah it says punim bapunim face to face Hashem spoke with us when he gave us the Torah and that was the the pairing of Abanima, Chachma and Bina. And the Vilna Gon explains when it says as well about Moshe, when he says, Hashem says to Moshe, I speak to him face to face. Or in Shir Hashirim, where we say, kiss me the kisses of your lips. So we see this idea of connection mouth to mouth, really it's pet el pet. So by the Jews, it was face to face. Moshe is mouth to mouth. It's much mouth to mouth. Uh, connected completely and that comes primarily from the Torah that a person learns and Hashem sends him a flow of Torah into his lips and he teaches him and makes him smart in regarding to the Torah so this is yeah we also see in Adam right Adam was like a soul was blown into him yes Hashem blew a soul into man and he was very clever in terms of Torah so again, so the footnote, Rav Yisakai Zechover says the following. He says that this kissing, which is a connection of love and inner, and inner um, passion for each other, is called the kiss of mercy. And the air that's in a person expresses the power of his neshama and the life force that's inside of him. And when a person, when air comes out of it, it's mamish what's in him completely and that reflects the essence in the Shema without connecting to anything else that 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 does to that breath the breath is straight from the soul there's nothing else we haven't talked we haven't said any words yet and therefore the combination of breaths is a complete connection to 
two people. And that's what we see with Hashem, with the Jewish people at Sinai, when they were connected on the highest level, it was like a kiss from mouth to mouth. And that's what it says, kiss me the kisses of your lips. It's interesting, he says, we find that the kingdoms of the East and the West, they kiss the hand. But, but Hashem's love is not kissing the hand, it's kissing the mouth to show the greatest love that exists. Okay, now we get to further differences. So as we'll see, so we're talking about there's physical connections in the lower realms. Kuchabricha and Shechita, that's physical connection. The higher realms is intellectual connections that comes through speech, which we'll see more of this as he continues the discussion. But now we have to understand the basic difference between Torah and mitzvahs. So when we connect the Kuchabricha to the Shechina, or the connection of Abba so the connection of Kuchabrich and the Shechinta, it's not always a constant connection, only at certain times, such as times of prayer. When you're praying, that's when you have to have that lower connection with Hashem. But between the Ab and the Ima, in the intellectual connection, that's constant. As the Zohar says, that Ab and Ima, and Vura, are two friends that are never separated. They're always together. And this now explains the difference between Torah and mitzvahs. Torah, what's the obligation to learn Torah? Is a constant mitzvah. Hashem said to Yoshua, toil in it day and night. The default position of a person, if he doesn't have anything else that he has to do, is always to learn Torah. But mitzvahs is not an obligation all the time. Why is that? Because Torah is engaging the mind and a person's comprehensions. When a person learns Torah, two things are happening. He is nourishing a flow from a very high place of the Abba and the Ima that are bringing down all kinds of wisdom. And that happens because you're learning and it causes more influence to come from the Abba and the Ima to create more of a connection between them. Okay. And therefore, you've got a tremendous connection between Ab and Ima, the Chachma and the Bina have to be used together, and when you're expressing it, and it's flowing into you, and therefore, since it's connecting him, so we have to learn Torah always, and not to stop for a moment, that you don't want that connection between Chachma and Bina to stop. So that is a, supposed uh, like a default position you always want to see. You always want to see that you're always operating with your Das. That you, whatever reaction, something happens, you have to always have the Chacham Bina together as much as possible. And if you're not actually learning, you're always applying your learning. You're thinking, what would the Torah say I should do at this point in time? So the Abedim always have to be connected. When you're doing a mitzvah, though, you can make a connection a lower aspect. That's Kutshabricha, the Shrite. That doesn't have to be always. But when we are, it depends on certain times, as we said, prayer and mitzvahs, etc. With this, he explains the two different covenants that we have. We have a covenant of Mila and a covenant of Torah. And again, why do we need two covenants? Because there's a connection of Abanim and a connection of Kuchabrich and Shechinte. And in, within the person, who's a small world in and of itself, we need to have these two covenants. With and what, what is the real covenant? Well, really, the Savior Tzir says the covenant is with the tongue 
and with the bris milah, the reproductive organ. And the Vilna Gon explains the covenant of the tongue is the covenant of the Torah that you're engaged in Torah. In other words, I'm using my tongue to, to say words of Torah, to speak in, in accordance with what the Torah says I should speak. And of course, bris milah is being able to bring the connection between Kutchabrich and Shrinte. And that's what the Torah, and we need these two to have the world exist. The Pasuk says, Imlo Brisi, without the covenant, Yomam Valaila, we wouldn't have day and night. We wouldn't have the covenant of Mila and the covenant of Torah. There would no be exist not be existence in this world. And he explains it much better. The Villagon says that bris of the tongue, that is the connection of Abanima. That is this connection, and that's the kissing. When you're talking, you're making the Chachma and the Bina connect together. And Brismila is that moment of the connection of Kutchabrich and Shechinte, which is with the Yisod that is took for Brismila. And when a person's acting, and when you're learning Torah, and there are words coming out of your mouth, and if you're understanding things, what do you do? You can create new insights into Torah. Everybody has an opportunity to think of the Torah, question, answer, as we share with you beautiful words of Torah all the time from great rabbis who created parts of Torah. Doesn't mean to say you can't create some Torah. Now that's an interesting thing. And that's really the oral law has so much creative Torah. And that brings more power into the spiritual realms. And just like you can create with your mouth. And that is, is like, in the secular world, that's inventions. You're using your mind. You're coming with new ideas, new theories. So we have theories in Torah that explain deeper ideas. And that's a creative part of Torah, which is the higher part of the person. You're creating a new Torah. And then, with the lower level of Shrite, Kuchibrich and Shrite, when, when you get together, you create a new, you can physically create a new baby. You can create new life. And like we say, great new life, great new spiritual energies that come from your actions. So just like you can create new insights in Torah, we can create new souls. This is very powerful stuff, but it has to be a perfect blend, a perfect matchup. And just like we said earlier, that is possible, we could waste that connection. What does that mean? A man and woman can be engaged in intimacy, like, and then Lahavda, like Er and Onan, and at the moment when the sperm is supposed to come out, he could withdraw and waste the seed. And when the seed is wasted, no baby's born. And when you're speaking and you're saying words, but instead of saying words of Torah, you could be prattling wasteful words, words of Atala, and wasting that spiritual connection, being in So that is what destroys the world. The, the, what, what, the, what connects the Shin, what this whole perfect connection of everything, the Abba and the Ima, the Yud and the He, and the Kutchebrich and the Shrinta and the Vav and the He, and bringing everything perfectly connected to want Hashem and to connect Hashem, it all needs this tremendous kavana. 
And no different than when you want to bring a baby into the world. You just want you want to bring an ambassador of Hashem into the world. And when you're saying words of Torah, you want to bring more of God's knowledge into the world. But you, the worst thing you do is waste it. Waste those opportunities. And the truth of the matter is that every word that a person speaks is a process of combining Chachma and Bina. Because sometimes a person has a grasp of some wisdom, and then he has a little grasp of some Bina. They understand a little bit more. And now you bring it to the tool of your mouth, and therefore you're able to bring it more into reality and bring that perfect combination which results in the Das. And just like that comes from speech, says the Vilna Gaon, guess what? The Ten Commandments was the hashpa, was the flow of Abba and Ima through the two luchos that were parallel to each other. If you think about it, it's a beautiful idea. You know, you, you got five luchos on one side, five luchos on the other side. We could say like this, the first five is Chochmah. It's the wisdom. What's the wisdom? I am the Lord, not to have any idols. Don't say my name in vain. Keep Shabbos. Honor your father and mother. That is Chochmah. Bina means, so what does that mean? And therefore what? What can we deduce from that? So the other side tells you, know, we can deduce if I am the Lord, you can't kill. As if Hashem is the Lord, he's the only one that brings life into the world. If you really believe that I am the Shem who created everything, what does Bina say? You shall not kill. How can you kill? You're not the creator. If Hashem says there shouldn't be idolatry, what can I deduce from that? You shouldn't be immoral because idol worship is bringing in, it's, an, it's adultery of our relationship with Hashem. Adultery is bringing a third party has no business. That's idol worship. And therefore, if you go down the list, you can see that if I understand this Chachma, that gives me that Bina, that has to be the result that comes out of that. And they work together. But how did, that was in the Luchos, but the, how did Hashem deliver it? Through speech. He said the Ten Commandments. And the speech binds up that Chachmobin in a perfect way. Okay? And therefore, when a person is learning Torah, and you got to be learning Torah with your mouth moving and you say words. Because that's how you create the connection between Abba and Ima. It's one of the 48 ways to wisdom is with a voice. When you the letters come out, and when a person takes out of his mouth words of Torah, he connects the Chachman Bina, and that's mamish what happens. Just like a father and mother can create a baby, you can create realities of new insight in Torah. Now, the Leshem gets into a little bit of a deeper idea that I am going to skip uh, because it's going to be a little bit too tricky over here. And let's go to the next point. If you're following in the same front page, Reish pay test at the bottom. Darizal says, when we're doing mitzvahs, it's not enough just to do the mitzvah. You have to add quality of thought. And you have to be thinking the following, says the Arizal. You have to have a great desire 
and um, and uh, and excitement, an awesome excitement, as if you're standing in front of the king and serving right before him to find favor in his eyes, in order to receive higher levels from him. And says the Arizal, at depending on the amount of joy you have and goodness of inner heart, so too you will receive supernal light. And if you continue that way, there's no doubt that one day you'll even get Ruach HaKodesh. He adds as well that the intention you have to do, what you have to have when you're doing a mitzvah, besides the thought, you have to mind that you are fulfilling the command of Hashem to do this mitzvah. And you also have in mind the great kavana, as it says in the earlier writings, that a person has to think when he is doing a mitzvah, not like a servant who's serving a master to serve a reward, but like a child that his whole intention is to do the will and to give pleasure to his father in heaven. And this can only happen if what? If let's say you understand what you're saying when you're praying, when you're having kavana, kavana of davni, kavana the mitzvah, kavana when you're doing it to repair the higher worlds, to unify Hashem and the Shekhinah, but not to get a reward in this world and not for any other benefits, even for the world to come. But it's all for one thing, to connect this all together. So therefore, in conclusion, there are three aspects involved in doing a mitzvah. There's an aspect of machshava, thought, dibur, speech, which is usually the brach of the mitzvah, and the action. And the Arizal says you got to do all three parts of a mitzvah. So let's take any random mitzvah that we would talk about. Putting on tefillin. So you got to think about why am I putting on tefillin? Well, tefillin is the jewelry that Hashem is giving me. And I want to connect myself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I want to collect the higher spheres to the lower spheres. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking only to give Hashem pleasure. And then I make the bracha. I'm using my mouth. A share kiddushanu b'mitzvahs of itzivanu, and then you actually do the mitzvah. Those are the three parts you have to focus on a mitzvah. Now the Arizal says something awfully scary. What if you don't do all three parts of a mitzvah? So you know what you got to do. Let's say you put on tefillin, and you never thought about uh, why you're putting on the tefillin. He says you'll have to go back as a Gilgal, as a as a, a a soul coming back the second time, to repair that level that's missing. So let's say you wore tzitzis all your life, but without any thought, without any unique kavana. You're gonna to have to come back to this world in another way, in another person to do the mitzvah tzitzis with machshav. Amazing. It could be, as a matter of fact, maybe you're not even putting on sits. You could come back being born in Russia and being a refuse Nick and not being able to put on sits, but wanting to put on sits and learning about putting on sits, being in the Holocaust and wanting to do mitzvahs, but couldn't do the mitzvahs. And therefore, these three aspects really express this connection between the person and his creator in every mitzvah between Kuchabrich and Shrite. And if you do the mitzvahs just from the action, so you're only gonna cause a connection below. 
But if you're trying to think and speak, you're connecting at a much higher level between Kuchabrich and Shechinte, and you make a complete bonding. And that's what the goal is, to make a complete bonding with HaKadosh Baruch Tomorrow we will discuss the idea of a face-to-face relationship versus a back-to-back relationship versus a face-to-back relationship. To be continued.